Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, sending effective email. What result? Here we go. Well, Mark, of course, we have a series of podcasts which describe using email effectively with DISC. And the folks who are not familiar with DISC, go check out the podcast. We have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and those series of podcasts describe how to adapt your emails to each of the four styles. Yeah. IDs, I's. Yeah, but if, can I interrupt just a second? I mean, let's not forget the original cast on email called, called God Email which came out nearly seven oh, years yeah. ago, right? A long time ago. It was all about just the basics of efficiencies and general effectiveness around email. Not really about how to be effective with your message, mm-hmm. but about how to handle the workload associated with email. So I, I don't want to give people the impression that it's just DISC, that it's just the communication of email within DISC, but we also have... I think if they're going to review our stuff on email, they have to start with the first cast we did on email. God, exactly. email. that's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's, and there's clearly more things. There are more fundamental missing things from the emails we see, right? I mean, in order to send email effectively, you have to not only know why you're sending it, but be able to communicate that and expected action to your recipient. And I I think it starts with that why thing. I think there are a lot of people who just think I'm communicating. And it's what we did since we were children, right? We learned how to- I got an email. As we say at the Effective Communication Conference, we don't get taught how to communicate. We learn it. Nobody teaches us, right? You just start talking and then you get feedback and you, you learn it, but you don't really get taught. And then people go to classes, but they learn classes about speech therapy or communication theory, but not actually communicate on a daily basis. And, and email, we just sort of start using email and we all just say what we say without thinking about what you said, which is the why. Why am I right. communicating? What result do I want to achieve? Well, if you get a 50, 100, 200, 300 right. emails a day, it becomes really easy to just not even think to about fall it. Right? Just, exactly. Just to fall, fall right into in. that yeah. trap. Right? Yep. yep. So today we're going to talk about some simple ways to think about that. Yeah. And I would argue this is one of probably the top 10 or 20 most valuable questions we'll ever put to somebody in a podcast ever simply because of the volume of email people have to deal with. Right. So we've got three parts to the cast. It's pretty simple. And the first question is the billion-dollar question of all time when it comes to email. It is. Question one, when you're sending email, ask yourself, what is the result I want? Not, can I get through my email inbox, which everybody wants to do. Not, how can I get done? Not, is there anything in here I need to do? But rather, if I'm going to communicate with somebody, communication, as Peter Drucker will tell us, is obligation, right? What is the result I want? What obligation am I implying that somebody else Mm -hmm. ought to meet on my part? The second question have I specifically asked for that result that I want up front? And we, we'll have a discussion here, obviously, about yeah. D's and I's and S's and C's. But fundamentally, email is an efficient enough form of communication. We've got to ask for it up front. Otherwise, contextually, it's really hard to understand stories and so on that have a dramatic ending with a question mark. I, I find those. I, I'm not reading Hamlet when I read emails, right? I'm, I'm reading a business note. It's a business professional communication. It should be bottom line up front. And the third question is, okay, if I know the result I want and I've specifically asked for that up front, then the email has to communicate the information that person needs in order to do what I want them to do, whatever result I want to achieve. So you ask yourself, what, per, what information does that person need? That's essentially what we're going to talk about. There you go. Okay, so f- question number one. What is the result I want? Well, so let's talk about why that is such a problem. I, I, 
I think this the, is the real this problem is, is just the availability and the volume of email. Just that alone causes problems. You got, yeah. like we said earlier, if you have 50, 60, 100, 200 emails in your, in your inbox, and you're, it's, particularly if you're a high D or a high I, the desire just to get it done yeah. causes to take action without really yeah. thinking about it. And it goes to that whole quote, and I'm going to forget who said the quote now, but that which we achieve too easily, we, we esteem too lightly. Mm. Email is, is, is ubiquitous, and it's cheap, it's free, it's always on, we get it constantly. And so we have a sort of a lowbrow approach to it, and we want to respond quickly, we want to get through it, and we see them all. I mean, I've, how many times have you heard me say to somebody, one of your big problems with time is email. You literally have no time scheduled for email. And so email fills up your entire day. And you didn't do, I mean, particularly for those people who are executives, 20 years ago when they started the careers, there wasn't email. And they filled up their time with their priorities. And now email, which is everybody else's priorities, fills up their time. And they wonder why they're not getting anything done. Right. They do email and they go to other people's meetings. I mean, how many executives whacked. or managers have you met where they really define, they almost define their job as a manager as Answering email, yeah. sending emails. I mean, yeah. that's literally, that's how they see their job. I, I think it's easy to throw away the annual goals, the quarterly goals. Heck, most people don't even turn their annual goals into quarterly metrics or deliverables or whatever. It's easy to throw those away because they're too big, they're too far away. And the thing you can do every day is to try to get through your mail. And then when they realize they're not going to be able to get through all of it because 30 of them require some thinking and some, some checking on things and so on. They realize I'm never gonna get through all my email, and they start accepting that they're gonna go home with some un unfinished email business every day. And what's funny about that is, I know thousands of people who have just said, "No, I'm gonna get through it all," and they get through it all. And they get through it all in part because of the way they manage it, right? Right. Um, and we, we talked about D's and I's with this desire, right. this tendency just to just to fire, just let's get, let's get the thing done, let's, let's get it out there, and they don't give a lot of thought to it. On the other hand, high S's and high C's often. They'll spend the time, right? They'll spend. They'll they'll put in so much detail that it, right. that it just make a high D or high I's head spin. Yeah. On the other hand, they're putting the detail, but again, they're still not thinking about what the outcome is. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Uh, I didn't I didn't share this with Wendy, but it occurred the moment I started reading this. I'm like, oh, geez, this is a no brainer. I get an email. Oh, it's been a number of years ago, and it was a long email describing an idea this person had. And at the end of it, I got to the question, but the question was pretty vague. And I said, I really don't understand what you're telling me this or what you want me to do. As a high DI, I wanted to take some action, right? And so they sent back, and to their credit, they said, you're right, sorry, boss. And what they said was, would you consider doing X? It was basically a new idea about a product we had. You know, my answer was, yes. And the person came to me in the next, next one-on-one and said, this is great. I'm really excited we're going to do this. I said, I didn't say we're going to do it. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. You asked me, would I consider doing it? I absolutely would consider doing it. He said, well, that's not what I meant. I said, but it's what you said. That's the question you asked. Yeah. And by the way, it was your second email. And I thought for sure when you apologized for your first email, being so long, I didn't want to read it. And I couldn't understand the question that you would ask me the question that you really wanted answered. Well, that's not the question I want answered. Well, send me an email when you're ready to get the question. And then he said, well, I don't need to send you an email. I said, no, no, no. We're going to make this a lesson. Send me an email. And then he said, can I do X? And I said, no. <laughs> and then I said, and you're again asking the wrong question because you surely would have known based on the fact that you implied that my could I meant yes. And I balked that I was going to say no to something. But if we can talk about it for five minutes, I'm sure you could persuade me. He said, oh, do you want me to do that by email? I said, no, never try to persuade by email. And his head, he just left my office, his head spinning like, oh, I can't even get my head around that. S's and th C's think, oh, I'll give more detail. That'll be helpful. But email is a special case where the directness of it and the efficiency of it 
um, the inability to express subtleties and nuances and include everything, because writing takes so much longer than speaking, causes us to recognize that email is a particular form of communication that begs for clarity and for a great deal more upfrontness, which some people dis- dislike. And it doesn't matter whether they dislike it. It's the way the world is run when it comes to email. So, okay. look, in both of the cases when it comes to email being sent, the problem starts with the communicator thinking about themselves, hmm. right? That's the key. They're, they're trying to get through their email. They're trying to answer the question. They're thinking about their answer, not thinking about the implication of their answer or what do they really want to achieve or the result they want to clear. And, and it's it, look, we've already alluded to it three or four times, right? It's the clearing of the email inbox. It's right. get through the email. But as you said, I think we, we, you know, I said 30 seconds, you said 10 seconds. If you just take 20 seconds, what result do I want from this mail? You'll send a better mail. You'll send a shorter mail. As we'll get to in a minute, you'll put the bottom line up front. And people will love it. Yeah. If you actually are clear, this is what I want. You don't actually have to say this is what I want, and you probably wouldn't to an S or a C, but being able to know exactly what it is you want, at least that's the standard you can apply right. when you finish the email before you hit send. Yeah, you'll get what you want, or you're more likely to yeah. get what you want, Yeah. and you'll have less emails as a result. You won't have to go yeah. back a second and the third time trying yeah. to get that. Yeah. Would you consider? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do what you consider. Yeah, I, yeah. I can, I'd consider all kinds of things. Do I want the recipient to take action? And if so, what? That's the question you ask yourself. Do I want this person to take some action? What action is it? And, and you probably ought to add some subtlety there. Is this an action that they would consider normal, reasonable, within the scope of their job, that I have legitimate purchase to convince them that they ought to be doing this thing, right? Do I want the recipient to have background ready for a meeting? Uh, do I want the person I'm writing to to communicate any information to somebody else? Uh, am I just answering a question or whatever? And if you're just answering a question, the purpose of the email is that you want them to do something, is to have the information they need in order to do what they want to do. That's a way of being helpful in email rather than checking off that box, oh, I answered that email. And it boils down to if you're not clear about the results you want, there's no way you can be surprised by the response you get. Yeah. Right? Because if you're just getting through your email, oh, it's done. By definition, the standard of getting through my email inbox is different than helping the other person or solving the other person's problem or knowing what it is you want the other person to do. If they don't do something that you want them to do, when you weren't clear what it was that you want them to do, who are we to complain, right? right. Uh, it's crazy to say, he didn't do what I want him to do. Well, yeah, but you didn't think about that before he sent the email. And his, what he did is completely reasonable based on the email you sent him. Yeah. Like, but it's not enough to know what the result you want, right? <laughs> this is the part that gets me all the time. It's amazing the number of people who don't actually ask up front, right? You have to specifically ask for the result you want. Know what it is and then ask for it. I'm sure. You know, I'm getting, now we've been doing this for seven years. You start getting a whole body of work out there. I'm convinced that I've said everything I'm ever going to say in podcasts. Of course, not say, not realize we've got thousands more podcasts to put out. But how many times have I told the story in front of conferences and surely on, on air on a podcast like this one, career tools, manager tools, whatever, where I said, I had a person send me a 12 paragraph email. And in the 11th paragraph, the fourth sentence out of five is the only one that had a question mark in it. And as I've told many people, and when we teach email at the Effective Communications Conference, and I think we're putting out a series of emails, a series of podcasts now, talking uh, in the next few months about email and how to be tailoring toward people with different disc profiles. We, we, um, 
I'm reading this email. And the moment I get to the question in the fourth sentence out of five, in the 11th paragraph out of 12, in this long email, which, you know, it's listeners, so I'm going to read the email. I'm going to be, fr- folks, I admit it. I'm going to be frustrated. It's late at night. You know, I downloaded the mail. I, I'm in a hotel somewhere. It's midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I got to read mail before I go back and try to finish, clean out my inbox. There's a, there's a line for you. And I have to read this long email, this story. And the moment I get to the question, when I ask people at conference, okay. every single person at the conference knows. I ask them, what do I have to do the moment I get to the question? And they all raise their hand and go, you have to go back to the top and reread it in order to understand what parts of the story were valid to that particular question yeah. you were asking. When you got 150 right? more emails to get through that night, that's, that's not a real pleasant thing to do. Yeah. And so you get this email that's really, really long. You get to the end. There's a question. And you can't, you literally have to go back through again. And it's like, it's like double jeopardy. You're going to read my email and then... Because I'm somebody that you have to read, you're going to have to read it again. And by the way, secretly, I admit it, I'm, I'm human. I hate you, right? And if I'm working with you, if you're a coworker of mine, and you, re- hey, you send me strong. emails. That's pretty strong. I, I know. I, I wish I could be perfect. I would like to be Jesus. And I, I discovered <laughs> there's a God, and he's not me. And when people write me long notes, I secretly go like, ah. And, you know, I answer. And sometimes I'm a little bit snarky. I admit it. But gee whiz. Mark, please forgive me. I'd like to tell you a story. And I just want to poke my eyes out with a long needle. I want to bleed out right on my desk. Like, no, not at one in the morning. Yeah, but, but it's a lot better if somebody says up front, say, hey, by the way, this is just a story. I, I, don't, I don't need anything. Oh, no oh, action required. I bow to those FY, people. Right? I bow. I bow you, to those And people. then you can, you can read it yeah. knowing that you're not going to have to right. answer it. There, I love those. And I will say something else. We're, we're picking on me. I'm, I'm picking on me. I don't want to pick on anybody else. That's fine. Those, it's fine. Right? I, yeah, I, I know. I know. I yeah, it. You feel free to pile right on. But there's something else, though. Part of the reason, folks, that we're picking on me is I think like executives who work in your company. When you send them long story emails, I can't speak for them. But if I were in the role, I would secretly hate you for a second. I would get over it. I would, I would shame myself. I'm embarrassed. I admit I'm, bad, I'm wrong. I feel bad. And then I, I would answer your question. On the other hand, if you want something from me, oughtn't you be communicating in a way that helps me answer it? Mm-hmm. And if you don't ask for the result up front, right? If I get to the third or fourth paragraph of a 10-paragraph email, I mean, what do you do when you get to the third paragraph? We always talk about me and my response, but what, what do you do? If I don't know what it is, yeah. I'll, tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what I do. I stop reading it very often. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, look, when you've got to get through 200 of them, if somebody's not going to do me the courtesy of making it clear what they're looking for, and they want me to read a story, right. okay, I'm not proud of it. But yeah. to me, it's just like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? There's only one thing more frustrating. That's an email you get. More if frustrating than, than the question or the, the, uh, the, the topic the, sentence or the, 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 right, the question key at the issue, very end. At the very end, yeah. Or even in the middle, just buried somewhere, right? Okay. Well, the other one is the well, email. Because fr- I get those all the time. So what's more frustrating? The email where you can't tell what the person wants you to do at all. You cannot tell. Literally, they're, 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 there's five paragraphs of information. Right. There's five sentences in each paragraph. And you have no idea at the end what you're supposed to do. And so... I don't know what oh, you tell, do. Tell me what I, I bet. I'll bet you a thousand dollars right now that you and I have the exact same answer, yeah. exact same answer to this conundrum. I was going to say I do nothing, but yeah. that's not true. Yeah, I do one thing. I delete it. Yeah, and okay, I yeah. Move yeah. on with we my don't, life. We don't. Yeah, if, if in fact there's, it's not clear. We don't send. Back. I mean, it, it's nice to actually send back. I'm not sure what you want me to do here, right? Although I will tell you, when I've gotten an email like that from a person who outranked me, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I just completely wasted their time. And now my ability to be persuasive with them on this topic, 
down a Zero. notch, right? Yeah. yeah. And I delete too. Yeah. I have, if I'm not clear, it's like, okay, well, apparently, I think we've talked about this in another cast that managers are never communicated to, they're always communicated through. And I think we talked about emails where you get an email from your boss and you forward it on. The worst example of what we're talking about here in terms of communicating a desire for a result or an action, particularly manager to subordinates, is when managers get something from their boss, they tack an FYI on the top of it and forward it out to all the directs. I mean, you could be no more naked, no more stupid, no more unworthy, no more wasted salary in the world than to get a note from your boss and just send out FYI to everybody. Like, are you kidding me? What do we say in that cast? What managers do is say, and this is what this means for us. Which, which to a manager and to, to his or her directs would by definition mean, and this is what it means in terms of what we have to do. I mean, I would be willing to bet that 20%, if not 30 or more percent of all emails that are what we call waterfall emails come down from the EVP to the, the SVP to the VP to the AVP to the director to the senior manager to the manager and so on. Three or four of those steps in there is FYI, FYI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you finally get down. It's the bottom of the email that you're reading some VP making a comment. And then the manager goes, well, you didn't read it? I had to scroll down like through 20 FYIs in order to... That's Unbelievable. Right. A chance to echo or talk about it, what it means? No, no, no. We're not going to do... I'm too busy getting through my email. Here's a note from the VP who is my boss's 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 boss who doesn't even know I exist. He wants to talk to all my directs and I don't have the time to translate into something that's useful for my directs. Yeah. Yeah, and every crazy, level in the chain. Crazy, cra- crazy talk. If you're a senior VP and you're sending it down to VP, oh, and, yeah, down yeah, director, and yeah. each of those steps says FYI, yeah. by the time it gets down to the manager who wants it, it, to do it, her job, it, it is, is really, it, really hard to put well, context Well, who to is it. the VP writing to? He or she. She is not writing to everybody in the organization, even though by definition it flows down. All those FYIs, by the time it gets down there, it's incomprehensible right, right. to an individual contributor. It's like, well, I need to forward this on. I want you to know the VP said this. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You just, that's yeah. And they send it, and they think they're being efficient, and they have no idea that the telephone game has begun. Even though the words are exactly the same, the language that people use five levels down is so different, no value at all. And, and the VP and it's one of the message never gets out, right? Like, right. Really. And the VP believed, I think rightly, in terms of at least it's a pat on the back for his or her directs, I'm assuming that you know this is guidance to you. And you have to turn this into guidance to your directs following our guidance, which is, what is the result I want? And the result the VP wants from the AVP is different than the result the AVP wants from the director. And so as an AVP, you can't just put down FYI. It's like, do you not even exist? You literally cannot be a working manager if your only job is to forward FYI stuff down from your box. Clearly, you're an unnecessary layer. That's not called work. Yeah, that's not work. You're just a manager. Do you have anything to do? Yeah. In fact, from now, on, from now on, every email that comes to you from your boss, just immediately set it up on an auto-forward to all of your directs <laughs> with an FYI. A rule, add prove, FYI, dot, prove dot, dot. that you are a waste of cash. There you yeah, go. exactly. Shoot, I um, wish I figured that out. That's, yeah. awesome. That's an Look, awesome idea. Okay, let's take it to the other extreme, though, a little bit here. Just because you're given an instruction doesn't mean you need to be rude or insubordinate. There's nothing wrong with an email to your boss, which begins... Please, would you instruct me as to whether decision A or decision B is, is what you would like to do or what your preferred course of action, right? Alternatively, I mean, you could say, please, would you give me guidance as to my next action in this circumstance? I believe option A is best, and I love this. Too many people send, I need to know what you want me to do next, as opposed to, please think. 
and there are two or three choices. The, the choices ought to be obvious. If they're not, you're way in over your head. And I believe option A is best, but I'm concerned that I'm missing this or this or this. Can you give me some guidance? And you might get back, option B is the best choice and so on. Okay, and we just talked about FYI, but now let's talk about CYA emails as well, right? If you really must send an email forward that is required to be, to be promulgated to everybody, the standard thing would be, for your information, no action required. But again, I feel like that's almost having your boss tie your hands and say, I'm just going to forward this on. And I just think if you want to be effective, you can assume that as many managers tell us, oh, well, I'm this way, but my directs are different. And you know that your boss is different than you or that you assume your boss is different than you. By definition, if he's speaking one language or she's speaking one language to you, you're speaking another language to your directs. There's two steps that has to go through the two promulgations through that process is going to be it's going to be change enough that you better. The number of CYA emails ought to be less than on one hand in the course of six months or something like that. Yeah. You ought to be very careful about that. Or it ought to be, I'm forwarding this to you and I'm going to send you an additional note later in the day that tells you what this means for us. Because otherwise, again, you're just a conduit and conduits are cheap. We call them mail servers and we can buy one and get rid of your salary and your benefits and so on. Okay, but, but appropriately, Wendy has, has added some things about suggestions in terms of asking for things up front. So some other suggestions. Please let me know your preference between A and B. And something along the lines of costs will double in the next 48 hours. And we do that all the time with airfares, right? That's you right. have to make a decision today or tomorrow. Speaking of which, I think we need to make a decision about Shanghai, if I'm not mistaken. Or something like, this is background for your meeting with VPX, right? Something to tell them, this is what this information is to give some context. You need this to prepare for your meeting tomorrow with X on X, Y, and Z, deciding this, that, and the other thing. You better say that. Because if your boss yeah. is getting ready for the meeting, right, and, and they have 300 emails in their, in their inbox, we'll say they're they don't do a them out every night, right? You put that at the top of the email, that helps them prioritize yeah. how they're going to address their email that night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You'd hate for them to read it after the meeting, right? Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. And, 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 and what do people do? I mean, they have so many emails. Oh, all I do is search email. That was the big draw of Gmail, right? It was all in one big thing, and it was easy to search. It was fairly fast. That was one of Outlook's downfall, right? It, it was really, really hard to search, Right. People search. I got to find all my stuff getting ready for this meeting on EIC or XYZ or whatever, right? So we search. You got to find out. Yeah, exactly. And then the last point is, okay, right up front, this is what I'm telling you. Here's why I'm telling you. Here's the action you got to take. And then you ask, okay, what information does the person I'm talking to need in order to do whatever result I want them to do for the email I'm sending? And so it's simple. If you want them to respond the way you want them to respond, you better give them the information you think they need. It may not be right, but at least you have to ask yourself the question, what would they reasonably expect to know in order to make the decision I expect them to make? Okay? Pretty reasonable question to ask. Yeah. If you were asked to make a decision between giving the client, let's say, in our case, a special deal or not, wouldn't it be reasonable to know what's the client's history with the company? Right. right. Do they pay their bills yeah. at the time? For and the example? problem, I, the problem I think with this is that people assume, oh, of course she knows. My boss knows that. She works for that client. Well, she may know it, but she's been thinking about Project X for a while, and you better put it right in front of her. Because you know what she's going to do if she if she knows it, but she doesn't really totally know it. She's going to have to go through old documents. It's going to take her thirty minutes. There you go. If you've got the information, if you if you can make if you can spoon feed it and say, here's the decision I need to make, and here are the eight category eight, eight criteria that apply, and here are the factors that apply. Anyone, any boss would go. I love this person. 
please send me an email shortly before I make every decision with all the key criteria and all the factors that weigh on those criteria. Well, if you're Rather, making a recommendation, wouldn't you want your boss to know the good, the good criteria yeah. that you're using to make that decision? Yeah. Well, I can tell you with new people, when young people tell me when they're starting their careers, and I think they say, I think we should do X. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'll never forget being at Procter & Gamble's. So? I said, I think we should do X. So? I mean, it was just this dead word in a meeting like, so what do you think you should do that? I mean, what data? You know, Procter was a big data. What data do you have to support it? What drives your decision? So on. And so when young people say, well, I definitely, well, it just felt better. Oh, uh, yeah. You want me to spend $50,000 on what you feel is better? Let's, let's examine better. And then, of course, the whole world falls apart. Let's examine feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And we're not going to go there. No, I don't want to examine their feelings. I just want to understand what they think is better. Well, the color is cool. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash my training budget because you like the color. Good. You know, look, if I'm wondering about the client's history, does the, does the client pay their bills on time? You know, the size of the potential business that we're going to predict. Do we have, a, a, do we have a, a vision for what this client is going to mean to us in the future? Those are the kind of things you'd want. So to send an email which only said, can I give client X a 10% discount is really unfair. You're asking someone else to make a decision with facts, not in evidence, which you have, but you're not willing to share them. Mm. And then the moment they make a decision, which they're empowered to do at their role, if you're talking to your boss, <laughs> you're going to send an email back and say, hey, boss, hey, but, think about by the way, this, do you think this, 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 this? Oh, yeah, good. And, and even better, Perfect. send it immediately after you get their decision. Like, I knew this all along. I just chose not to share it with you. Awesome. I was laying in wait like a panther along the side of the trail to jump on you and you're eat so you. You're so stupid, boss. And I'm just like, yeah, you're so stupid. <laughs> Is this helping my career that I show you that I'm on top of things? I don't think so. Okay, so... That said, this isn't carte blanche for you to send every single piece of information you have on client X when you send that email to the person that you're sending it to to help them make the decision. The question is not, what information do I have? The question is, what information does the person need? Which is genius. There's a huge difference in that. It hinges on the relevance, right? It's possible that the person making the decision does not need to know every product that client X has ever bought. It may be the yearly total spend is sufficient. In fact... You high seas in the world. If you're inclined to send chapter and verse every single thing, the total year spend probably is sufficient. And over sending a bunch of data with the kind of things, thinking about your boss or your coworker and what they would need and so on makes a big, big difference. And if you oversend, they're going to get lost in the details and go, oh, geez, man, let's abstract this up a level. And then they start wondering, why is this person who thinks so much different than me asking me to make this decision? Whoa. Maybe I don't want to make this decision. And now, are you getting what you want? No. And that's why the question is, what information does this person need in order to make the decision or to take the action that I want them to take? There you go. Yeah. And that's it, right? That's it. What is the result I want? Have I asked for that up front? Oh, please. In my dreams, I want a whole month with people asking for it up front. And the only thing worse than them not asking for it up front is them admitting it and saying, I'd like to tell you a story. And then I think to myself, I'd like to shoot myself in the face. Please. Um, and then the last thing, of course, is what information does this person need? What inf- not what information do I have? Not what information would I send them? Not what information would I like to know? But what information does this person need in order to make the decision? And, and by the way, that requires you to know a little bit about your coworkers. Be smart. Get to know them. The better your relationships are, the better your results will be even in email. Hey, hey, by the way, folks, pay attention to number two. Right? We do not need 
Mark shooting himself in the face. Yeah, that's we right. need him yeah. around manager tools to get <laughs> our mission done. For so just, yeah. just, just put the, put the question yeah. up front if you would. Yeah. The, look, it's bottom line. The problem with a lot of email is it's sent thoughtlessly, or I would argue it's sent with the weakest possible thoughts, which is I need to get through my email, as opposed to how can I be effective and achieve the results I want with this communication. It feels like a chore. It's not a way to communicate effectively to move the conversation forward. And if you want to get results, you have to think differently than sending an email just to send an email. A little thought, 10 seconds in the beginning. It's leverage early on. After you hit send, all the thoughts in the world you have are not leverage at all. They're just regrets. Take a few moments up front. Think a little bit. What results do I want? How can I help them achieve the results I want? You're going to get a lot better results. And you'll actually get better at email because you'll be building all the stuff on the front end. And it'll take a lot less emails to get where you want to go. There you go. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, check out the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. So long.